So kids, if you're here, you hopefully grabbed one of these little bags, and you can open that bag and remove the crayon box if you haven't done so already. You can keep everything else inside of that bag. We'll talk about those things later. The crayons you can use to color on a piece of paper that you might have had, maybe some coloring pictures if you like to color. And as we get into this teaching, some of you might have heard about the mustard seed. And it's not that mustard seed, the one that, you're, might be, that you might be familiar with, that Jesus talked about having the faith of a mustard seed. That's what I thought when we, talked, when we were talking about a mustard seed. But this is a different parable altogether because he says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. So we're talking about the kingdom of God, not merely faith. And Jesus begins his teaching with a question, to what should I compare the kingdom of God? And so I also will begin my teaching with a question, why should we care? Why should I want to know what the kingdom of God is like? If we're going to lean in to what Jesus is teaching us, if Jesus really is the Son of God, come to earth to show us the glory of God, the character and nature of God, Jesus is telling us who God is, trying to explain to us what cannot be seen or known, then we should want to pay attention to when he starts to describe something. And because... Uh, I, I want you to care about what the kingdom of God is. Uh, I, I prepared just a little bit of a statement, something I've written down. We actually did, as a church, a study on the kingdom of God. It's in the Outward Church Sermon Archive. You can go and look at that. It was a whole series about the kingdom of God. But let me just read to you a statement uh, that that maybe comes close to getting an understanding of what the kingdom of God is. And once we understand that, then we can start to have a desire to understand what Jesus is trying to show us by comparing the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God for the believer is what all our hope is in. It is the forever state of relationship that we will exist in for eternity. This is what is often referred to as heaven, but it is much less a place and much more, a, much more existential. The kingdom of God is a state of shalom or completion, all suffering and brokenness, all, uh, and what, mo uh, I'm sorry, all peace, all joy, all perfection without pain, suffering, and, and brokenness. What most people miss is it's not some future thing that is waiting for us, but it is here now. It began at the birth of Jesus and continues to spread and grow. And since God is calling us to be about his kingdom work and to be watching for his return, eagerly anticipating our eternal co-reign as kings and queens, let's lean in and seek understanding of what the kingdom of God is like. He says that the kingdom... <clears throat> is this thing, is this thing working? Hello. Uh, hey, well, welcome. Hey, excuse me. Sorry to interrupt. Welcome to Outward Church. Thanks. This is, this is my first time. Oh, what's your name? Mars. Mars. Yes. We don't usually do open mic, but you oh. have a question? Oh. Uh, it's just more of an observation than a question. Okay. Uh, so you got a, a real interesting setup here with this like half circle. 
Right. And uh, I just, you know, I just noticed you were spending a lot of time talking to these folks. And I'm over here. I don't know if you saw me. It's my first time. Uh, I, I was sitting over here. And I just, I couldn't see your face very much. That's all. You want me to look over here more? I mean, if you could. Okay. Uh, that's actually good feedback. I appreciate that. I'm a little bit disruptive, but that's okay. I, I'm new at this. I'm sorry. It's okay. Welcome to Outward Church. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Sir. So, you, it's, oh. Sir. Oh. Hey. Over the, hey. Oh. Hey. Hi. How are you? Well, welcome to Outward Church. The, the thing that he did isn't actually something that we usually do, but... Oh, I, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just, I think it's really important. Uh, I really appreciated what he was saying, and this is my first time, too. Oh, welcome Love to Outward the... Church. What's, what's your name? Welcome. Uh, Lars. Lars? Yeah. Do you two, you two know each other? No, what? Lars and Mars? Never seen that man before in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm Lars, excuse me, and... You're Lars? Yes, Lars. Okay. You called... And you're Mars? Mars. Mars. Got it. Did you have something you needed to say as well? Yeah, I just, I think, I, I think that uh, my people over here on the left side also would love to see that beautiful face of yours. I really appreciate the grooming and the beard. See, he gets uh, it. Yeah, and so... Okay, and just, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm so sorry. I just, I just... I will do my very my best. I will look this way, yeah. and I will look this way. That's all I'm asking. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thanks. As you were. Thank you. You see, Jesus needs to compare something to something we're familiar with. We don't know the kingdom. We have not seen the kingdom. And so he has to take something familiar. He says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. He continues that the kingdom of God is like yeast, right? He's trying to help us to understand something by comparing it to something that we already know about. It's a comparison. <clears throat> yes, Mars. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt again. Another, uh, just a question. Yes? So what you're saying is, the kingdom of God is, is tiny. So you, you're talking about mustard seeds. The right? tiniest of all seeds. It's so tiny. No, That's no, what you're saying. No, 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 no. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, what? Mar Mars? Was it Mars? Mars? Mars. The kingdom of God is, is not, it's, it's, it's tiny. Not, no, it's not that it's tiny. It's that it comes in tiny packets like yeast, like prepackaged, labeled, beautiful, perfect, delivered to us, right? Uh, it's, it's neither of those things. Guys, I promise I'm going to explain all of this, please. I ask you for your patience, okay? I ask you for, I'm going to explain it. In I'm fact, actually, I just want to know what the kingdom of God is. This is actually really helpful. It actually might be, you can sit down. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Lars. Uh, Mars. Mars. Lars. Lars. What God is trying to show us by showing us his kingdom, he's comparing something that maybe they were more familiar with than we are. So you bring up a great point. Maybe we should understand a little bit what exactly does a mustard seed do? What does yeast do? So kids, if you have your baggies, pull out first your yeast package. I'm going to go with the biggest thing first. That's the easiest thing to take out. Pull out your yeast package. Do not open the yeast package. Just observe the yeast package. Inside is tiny little granules. And believe it or not, these tiny little granules are microorganisms. They, in fact, are little tiny creatures. And these little tiny creatures eat something. And these little tiny creatures eat sugar. And when they eat sugar, they burp. And when they burp, they burp out CO2, which is carbon dioxide. 
And why would we want to know what yeast does? Because if you've ever tried to make bread, you might take, you might take flour, oil, and water, mix it together, and watch and see what happens. Because it's nothing. Nothing happens. The flour, the oil, and the water sit there like a dead lump. And if you try to cook it, hoping that it will rise to a beautiful, spongy, soft loaf of bread, it won't. It will come out as a hard and crispy, dead, lumpy, cracker-type thing that is not delicious, not at all. And the only way that we can get this dead lump to rise and to grow is to put just a little tiny bit of yeast. And these little living things that go into the dough eat the sugar and multiply and grow until they move throughout the entire dead lump. And that, that lump of dough will rise. The little burps from the little creatures, the CO2, comes up and, and, and the bread traps the gases in there and the, the bread actually rises. It gets bigger. And as we put it in the oven, it gets bigger and bigger. And if you were to watch yeast rolls or delicious sourdough being cooked, it would rise and rise in the oven and it would be so soft and delicious. And you might actually see the little bubbles in the bread. The next time you see a, a side cut of bread, look for the little bubbles. Those are the burps from the little creatures, the yeast that's inside. Now the mustard seed. The mustard seed is very small. Jesus says it's the smallest of all seeds, yet it grows into a giant tree. Inside of your bag, you might see some little tiny seeds. You don't necessarily have to take them out, but you can take a look at them. Those are not mustard seeds. Those are sesame seeds. Mustard seeds were a little hard to come by. <laughs> but just imagine something that's much, much smaller than these tiny little seeds. And these tiny little seeds grow into a really big tree. And what's really interesting that Jesus would use the example of a mustard seed and a mustard tree is that no gardener would ever plant a mustard tree in their garden. Why? Because it grows into a tree and has birds in it and shades the garden. And in fact, the mustard tree is more like a noxious weed. They would rip out the mustard tree and plant a garden, and the mustard tree would keep growing back, and they would keep ripping it out, and it would keep growing back. A mustard seed is, hey, he's back, everybody. I, am I being heckled? Is this heckling? Does anybody I, know this guy? I, I just, I, I think I got it. I, it's my first time here, and I heard that the like, church does And we're really glad that you're here. Oh, thank you. I really, really am glad that you're here. I appreciate that. Yes. And it's, it, I was just thinking, like I, like, I got a lot of problems, and I came here because I want to know what I need to do to fix myself. Okay. okay, you're in the right place. And so I'm here, and you're like, I need this kingdom of God thing. You do. And I need the, must, the mustard seeds. Yep. And I need the yeast. Yep, you got it. Okay, so I think I got it. I, I take the mustard seed, and maybe I plant that in the ground, and I'm assuming it grows like mustard bottles, or I don't know how it all works, but I'm, somehow you get mustard. Okay, so I've got this mustard, and then yeast, you're saying it makes bread? That's right. Okay. An okay. essential part of bread, yes. So, so then maybe I need to... Like, have a bakery or something. I make bread, and so I've got bread and mustard. Uh, okay. Bread, yeah, we're, we're, we're applying mustard. the metaphor, sure. Is there a hot dog that I'm missing here in the picture? Uh, that's it. It's hot dogs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make The kingdom dogs, of God so is like have, a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I make hot dogs. I have a hot dog empire that I need Are you to serious? Create. Hey. A hot dog empire? Hey, I've got real problems here. 
a hot dog empire. Hey, uh, yes. I need to fix myself. Lars, everybody. But we're not Lars here to fix. Hey, it's Mars. Thanks. Oh. Hot dog empire, yes. Lars. Your problems, no. We have to fix everyone else's problems. Hot dogs for everyone. No. We can so- We. No, no, no. We no, can no, do no. this. No, no. Hey. You're not- Lars. Are you listening? Hot dogs. Hot dogs? I need to fix myself. I can't help anybody else. No. Nope. I need to, I need to solve first, my problems we have to first. Fix everybody hey, else's problems hey guys, first. Guys, maybe if I explain a little bit further, it actually has nothing to do with hot dogs. I see where you get that. Bread, mustard, the hot next dog. logical ingredient would be hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Let's work this out, okay? Hot dogs would be a pretty great thing, though, right? I, I agree. In fact, we've given all the kids hot dogs. You guys take a seat. We've given all the kids hot dogs, little gummy hot dogs, little candy hot dogs. You guys can eat those now if you want, or wait till later. You should probably ask your parents. I have a deep fear that uh, kids and parents alike might remember this particular parable as the parable of the hot dog, but it's not. It is not the parable of the hot dog. It's the parable of the mustard seed and yeast. You see... Jesus is showing us something, and as we were preparing this message, we were thinking about some kind of illustration, and, I, and we realized, like, why would we come up with an illustration? Jesus is already giving us one. He wants us to understand the kingdom. He wants to understand, us to understand the kingdom of God. He gives us something to compare them to, and so let's, let's apply it, and, and, and what Mars and Lars actually have identified are some of the wrong ways that we come to the gospel. We minimize the gospel or we minimize the kingdom of God to be merely something that will solve my problems. It certainly does. It certainly addresses the issues in your life, but not merely that. There may be blessing from wise living, but it is not merely that. It's not that God plans to bless you for your obedience. As long as I do the good things and live rightly, then I'm going to get good things. And as Mars was arguing that he believes that it's actually more about the good that the gospel or the kingdom of God can do, I can use those those two terms interchangeably. It's about the good that the gospel can do. It is that. The gospel is transformative in the world. It does set things right. It brings about justice, but it's not merely that. It's actually too small of a view of what the kingdom of God is, and that's the point of the parable Jesus is teaching. In the context, if you look at all of Luke 13, the context is you guys are thinking way too small about the kingdom of God. You see, the kingdom of God is like a tiny mustard seed that when planted becomes a giant tree and not merely that, but it's all-consuming, covering, continuing, and unstoppable. It will fill the entire world until its work is complete. And the yeast is more about a transformation. If you think about what happens to a person, they are Before a person believes in Jesus, before they place their faith in Jesus, they are a dead lump. And as much as you might try to rise into a wonderful lump of bread without yeast, nothing will happen. All of your efforts will be in vain. 
until you add just a little yeast that is the kingdom of God into your heart the moment you place your faith in Jesus and it works its way through you until it has worked all the way through you and transformed you completely into something lovely and delicious and appetizing. I want to read the verses here one more time. He says, What is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. And it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven that a woman took and hid three measures of flour until it was all leavened. The kingdom of God is not a result of your work or of your efforts. The kingdom of God began the moment that Jesus came and he began to teach us when he was born and he lived a perfect life. And when he was crucified, when he died, he was planted into the ground like a mustard seed. He was buried. But he rose again, and in that moment, the kingdom of God has been advancing. It has been advancing. It is advancing. The kingdom of God is here. It is not something that we're waiting for. The kingdom of God is here, and it is growing, and it is advancing. And if you are a believer, this is our hope, and our hope is increasing. As we look around, it's not growing at the rate that we want it to, but it is growing, and it is advancing, and we are on the winning side. We are in the kingdom of God the second you place your faith in him. And the kingdom of God is inside of you and you are transforming. You may not be transforming at the speed that you want to, but it is at work in you. When you first place your faith in Jesus, it starts small and grows and grows and grows and grows until it's throughout you and you completely look like Jesus. Oh, how we long for the day that the kingdom of God has come, but do not lose hope. It's here. It's coming. It's advancing, and it will change and transform you and the world completely, and it will take over the entire world. So baptism is actually a perfect illustration of what is happening In a person's life, when they first place their faith in Jesus, they become a new creation. The old person dies, and so we dunk them into the water, representing that the old has gone, and the new has come, and they rise out of the water, and they're walking in a newness of life. They become a new creation, and so we identify with Jesus' death burial and resurrection as we come out of the water in baptism. And so we celebrate that every time at Family Sunday. We celebrate baptism as a part of our worship. We celebrate changed lives, the yeast entering into a person and changing them, and then joining the kingdom of God and being about the kingdom work. And also, communion. Communion, the other of the two sacraments commanded from Scripture, is also a remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. And so if you have communion with you, communion is offered to 
everyone who is a believer, if you have put your faith in Jesus, we take communion. And at Outward Church, we take communion every single week because every single week we want to remember what Jesus has done for us. We want to remember that his body was broken, that he was planted like a mustard seed into the ground, but he didn't stay dead. He rose. This body is a sacrifice for you because of your sin. He gladly and willingly took your sin and allowed his body to be broken. So if you're a believer and you have communion with you here, take the body. His blood he gave willingly to cover our sin, to atone for our sin so that we could walk in forgiveness and have this newness of life. Let's take the blood. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you. We long for the kingdom. We long for your gospel to have its final work in our lives and in the world. We are broken. The world is broken, but we know you are coming. You are advancing. You are at work. You have been at work. So God, we're trusting you. We're trusting that you who began a good work will see it through to completion. We love you. It's your name we pray. Amen.